0: Well, good morning, friends. It's nice to be back home again. How have you been? And how did you get along without me? Uh, I was fired one time by a fellow who said, We don't know how we'd get along without you, but we'd rather. (laughs) Well, I'm singing bass this morning, but if you can stand it, I can. You remember the man who said, My face I don't mind it for I am behind it. It's the man out in front gets the jar. So, if you don't mind, we'll go ahead and preach the Word of God with whatever voice we have left after the flu bug chewed on it. Now you're here in church this morning, this is Palm Sunday morning, it's a very special time. And uh, I have to remind you that God didn't bring you here just to sit and sing yourself into sanctified senility. Uh, you know, just to have a, have a good religious feeling about things and then go on out and live the same old life. This can be for somebody here a turning point in your life It can be a time when you turn over to the Lord Jesus Christ The running of your life and the making of your decisions The healing of your hurts The cleansing of your sins You can in other words be born again This morning What a glorious possibility and for those of you who know our blessed Lord, some of you struggling with decisions, some of you discouraged, some of you have been ill, just barely made it to church this morning. And some have a future stretching out before you that is uncertain and you're worried about it. You didn't park your worries at the door when you came in, did you? They're still there. And so we're going to trust our blessed Lord to speak to us from his word that everyone who has a need will have that need met friends on the platform reminded me that we also have a congregation of about two hundred people seated in the room uh, below us uh, looking in by television so for you dear friends as well god bless you try to stay awake and i'll do my best <laughs> before i read the word let's bow in prayer shall we a father all things are possible unto thee and we now bring thee the package of our need and heart hunger. We long for Thee to work and walk among us. We welcome Thee, blessed Holy Spirit of God, to speak to us clearly, to convict us of our sinfulness, to lead us to the Savior, to the throne of grace where we obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. O oh, Father God, there is nothing that can be said or done that has any eternal value unless Thou by Thy Holy Spirit dost. Energize it with divine power. And therefore, we pray that people today may be conscious of God's voice speaking to us. And this we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We've already read the story of the triumphal entry as from Mark and Matthew. I choose to look at Luke today, and while I shall not read the entire passage because it's a little lengthy, I want to just take a verse or two from it and then a comment. This is going to be an unusual sermon in that the introduction is long and the sermon itself isn't quite as long. Isn't that encouraging? When when I'm through with the introduction, you know that it won't be long till the benediction and you can get ready. All right. Our Lord Jesus said to his disciples, Go to the village over against you. In which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never man sat. Loose him and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, Why do you loose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, Because the Lord hath need of him. They that were sent went their way and found even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owner said, Why loose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments on the colt, set Jesus thereon, and as he went, they spread their clothes in the way, and they praised God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. Blessed be the king, and so on. Now, over to the 41st verse. When he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. That word wept is a verb that means wailed out loud. He just broke him up he wailed out loud over and saying if thou hadst known if thou hadst known even thou at least in this thy day the things which belong unto thy peace but now they are hid from thine eyes there you have the basis of the scripture that we want to look at And as i said i have a few observations about this scripture that i want to pass on to you by way of introduction first thing is jesus always knows what he's doing ahead of time He said, you go, you'll find, you do this, and that will happen. Jesus knows what he's doing. You apply that to your life, brother, sister, and you'll have the source of great peace and confidence. You really can't tell what's going to happen any given day, can you? I stopped for a cup of coffee at the uh, little cafe next door there in the hotel, and I greeted the lady who was having some difficulty making change for a dozen impatient customers and all of that. And when she finally got around to me, I said, Boy, they're killing you this morning, aren't they? She said, Yes, this day started wrong, and everything's been going wrong since. Well, I said, I hope it'll be better. And uh, I reminded her of the man who said, Cheer up, things could be worse, and I cheered up, and they got worse. (laughs) (laughs) You don't really know what's going to happen in any given day. Things have a way of, of going wrong, don't they? The best laid plans of mice and men oft go astray But if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend You're in the hands of one who already knows what he's doing I was arguing with my boss one time when I worked on a particular job And I said, I can't understand why it has to be done this way He looked me right in the eye and he said, because I know more about it than you And I know what I'm doing, now get going (laughs) That settled that our Lord Jesus I think would speak to us gently and say my child I know what I'm doing trust me you see that takes the not only the uncertainty it takes the stress out of life when you turn things over to him that's why I used to tell the students at the college pray your way through the day pray when you wake up pray before you greet your roommate with a loving snarl pray before you enter the first class pray before you enter a conversation pray before you go on a date pray before you answer the phone you don't know who it is pray before you open a a letter you don't know if if it's a check or a bill or whatever there is a difference they'll find that out soon (laughs) pray your way through the day why because Jesus is already there he's the God who is there he's already turned the corner hasn't he oh yes he knows hallelujah it's great he says you go you'll find and you do that and it'll happen form the habit form the habit of consulting your blessed Lord as you start the day wait at headquarters for your marching orders until your own heart is warm and tender with love to him and he's given you an idea of what he wants you to do in any given day second when uh, in the divine economy it is a fact that God needs you now in, in another sense he doesn't he said silver and gold is mine in the cattle upon a thousand hills if I were hungry I wouldn't tell you that's what he says through the psalmist but you look at it a different way through the eyes of the Lord Jesus and you hear these blessed words the Lord hath need of him and in divine grace God has decided to tie himself to your potential he has decided to use you to do his work the Lord hath need of him it is a fact that there are some people you can reach that no one else could. There are some people who listen to you that wouldn't listen to anyone else. There's somebody who tries to fix her hair just like you do, lady. There's somebody who tries to walk or, or, uh, or tie his tie or choose the cut of his clothes just like you do, mister. You have a following, whether or not you know it. And you have access therefore to those lives And God wants to work through you He needs you to do something in the lives of people To whom he has given you access You follow that? There is somebody who will only be reached If you model the Lord Jesus in your life Before that person The Lord hath need of him you get that concept and it will make you want to yield yourself to God every hour of every day so that you can become available to him through many years of the past I had a precious friend named Ben Weiss he was principal of one of the largest high schools in Los Angeles for many years and uh, before and then after his retirement from the teaching profession he headed up a Christian teachers association which has grown happily and has as its main thrust the fact that teaching in public schools you still can have a beautiful Christian testimony and be effective for your Lord. But his joy was to lead people to Christ in the first Billy Graham crusade in Los Angeles back in 1949 when they had the big tent put up down there in the center of the town. Ben Weiss was the head counselor wonderful man of God I always looked him up when I went to LA had breakfast with him brought my notebook because he always taught me something he told me this story his wife had passed away and he was a lonely man but he battled that loneliness by working harder at his school job and then by looking for people whom he could lead to the Lord on a given day it was along about 4:30 or 5 o'clock and he was finishing up his work at his desk He bowed his head, he said, Lord, where shall I go to eat supper? And he thought of all the different restaurants that he knew about. There was one that had very good food, but there was always a waiting line. And he said, I don't want to go there, I don't want to stand in line. There were others that didn't quite appeal to him, and he kept praying, Lord, where do you want me to eat dinner? Again and again, the thought came back, go to that particular place that had the waiting line. And he said, all right, Lord. And uh, he said, please give me a parking space so he drove over to this particular restaurant and found that there was a parking space right in front of the restaurant. Well, he said, thank you, Lord. Parked his ancient Chrysler in front of the restaurant, walked on in, found the big line, stood at the end of the line. Just then the hostess came out and said, is there a gentleman here that wouldn't mind sharing a table with another uh, gentleman who's already begun his meal? Ben said, all right, I don't mind. And so he was immediately ushered in and sat down opposite a man who was already started with his meal. Well, they made small talk and got acquainted, and suddenly this other man looked up at Ben Weiss and said, I've been walking the streets of the city all day trying to get up enough courage to kill myself. He said, I am so discouraged, and my life is such a mess, and I I don't know how to get to God, and, and I've been trying somehow to get enough courage to kill myself. Well, Ben responded with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and the man began to understand that he could receive the savior could be forgiven and could have new divine life and so after they would paid their bill went out this man knelt beside the fender of that ancient Chrysler on the sidewalk and asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come in to his heart now God needed Ben Weiss to get at a man who was on the edge of suicide you understand? The Lord hath need of him God needs you for some things That are particularly your responsibility Open up your life to him And become available to him Now third, when you take a step of obedience to God The way opens up Peter said we are his witnesses of these things And so is also the Holy Ghost Whom God hath given to them that obey him Long ago I learned that if you take one step of obedience It opens up the possibility of miracle in your life A step of obedience strengthens your faith and also opens the way for God to do something special in your life they found it that way they went to the village they did what they were told they found the way opened up it will also be so for you public attention always brings criticism if you're doing anything for God you'll get criticized expect to be criticized instead of feeling sorry for yourself and say why does this happen to me when I'm such a nice person Expect that if you're doing anything for the Lord, you're going to be criticized. They were you will be he said marvel Not when people speak ill of you remember that he said rejoice and be exceeding glad because you're in a great group You're with the prophets and the people of God now That's all introduction. Let me come now to the heart of what I want to say to you Our Lord Jesus had now come in the crowd was shouting the Pharisees were criticizing and our Lord Jesus looked at the at the city and and broke out into tears the word wept as I told you a moment ago means he wailed aloud it broke him up he said if thou hadst known even thou at least in this thy day the things that belong unto thy peace but now said he they are hid from thine eyes and there are three uh, three little words phrases in that verse that catch my attention which I want to ask the Holy Spirit to rivet upon your own memory on this Palm Sunday morning. Thy day, thy peace, thine eyes. If thou hadst known at least in this thy day. While I was in college work it was it was quite common to hear somebody say after a final exam, oh if I had only known. If I only had. Uh, This is a common expression among us. Jesus said if you'd only known that this was your day today beloved see i don't know you people except for just a few who are my personal acquaintances and friends but today this is god's day for somebody here we'll never get together just like this again you realize that don't you somebody's going to die before another service somebody will move away we'll never be together again there will never be just the same combination of circumstances that you now have and this is god's day for somebody here no doubt about that When I'm finished preaching, I'm going to give a gospel appeal and ask you to decide for Jesus Christ as your Savior. I hope you'll hear that appeal and respond to it. This is God's day for you, thy day. There wasn't any other chance for Jerusalem. There wasn't any other chance for them as a people to receive the Lord Jesus as their Messiah. He marched steadfastly toward the cross. Humanly, they murdered him. Divinely, God offered him as a slain Passover lamb. But this was it for them. He said the days are coming when they'll lay a trench around you they'll compass you around there won't be one stone left on top of another. They, they quite literally took the city apart because they were looking for the gold that was, that was uh, melted down in between the cracks of some of those beautiful buildings. That prophecy came literally true in 70 A.D. He said this is your day. I can't impress you strongly enough with that. Carl Swanberg and his brother were carpenters. And when we lived in Chicago we decided we wanted to do a little remodeling of our kitchen it was a kitchen that was made up of, of uh, well it was an ordinary kitchen that had a stove and an icebox and a sink and then it had a kind of a little cramped breakfast nook that was too small for anybody to get into and so we decided we'd like to remodel a little which we did they helped us they would come over of an evening after their regular work was done and they would hammer and saw and fix things up and then we'd serve them some good Norwegian coffee and, and uh, some coffee cake and that sort of thing and then we'd sit around and they would tell stories of their boyhood in Sweden and we would laugh and have a great time. They told the story about when they were supposed to break up a stump and decided that instead of breaking it up they would put a stick of dynamite under it which they did except they didn't realize it was too close to the tool shed so they blew up the tool shed with the stump. and after that they got the, 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 the biblical laying on of hands you know uh. but after the laughing was over and after the coffee was over I would look at this one brother and I would say you know you ought to become a Christian he would always laugh and say I'll have my eleventh hour I'll have my eleventh hour I'll I'll take care of it I'll have my eleventh hour Well, I went on a a, a preaching trip to over to Michigan somewhere and and came back late Sunday night. That was in the days when we used Midway Airport. My dear wife Corrine was waiting for me there. I got off the plane, went on out. There she was. I greeted her and I I could see something was wrong. She said, Dear, you want to go over to Swanberg's? said, uh, Carl's brother died. Well, we went over to the house right away and there was that strange hush that you always have in a home where death has visited and uh, people were standing around not knowing what to say and I went over and, and loved them a little and prayed for them and there was one phrase that people used that were standing around they said he never had his 11th hour did he he never had his 11th hour did he and I didn't have the heart to tell them. but the real truth is yes he had his 11th hour he had it last week in my kitchen but he never knew it this is your day, somebody here. God is saying you better, you better get saved. You better repent of your sins. You better get right with God. You better turn the running of your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. You better stop trying to fake it and get real with the Lord. This is your day. That's what he's saying here. If thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day. And for somebody right here, it's a very serious matter say yes to God this morning. And walk out of here knowing that you've been born from above And that the Holy Spirit of God indwells you And a divine life will be yours instead of a poor pitiful counterfeit of religion Thy day And he says the things that belong unto thy peace There's enough here to to do a whole Bible conference On the peace of God Romans 5, 1 Therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God The war is over Because Jesus died and rose again And you have the Privilege of coming to God and being accepted And then you have the peace of God That comes through praying about things Don't worry about anything but pray about everything Says Paul in prayer and supplication Let your requests be made known unto God And the peace of God that passes all understanding Shall keep your hearts and minds Through Christ Jesus God's peace that comes when you turn things over To him And then there's peace through the word Great peace have they that love thy law And nothing shall offend them You're operating according to a higher uh, a higher standard I went with a doctor friend of mine to call on one of his patients he was a psychiatrist and I wasn't his patient I want you to understand that <laughs> I was his friend but he knew I was interested in these things and so he took me with him to make this call on a boy he had been treating found that the boy had been holed up in a clothes closet wrapped in a sheet for the better part of three days and you know you can't let that go on and so they were going to take him over to the hospital and so the the boy came out and the doctor greeted him he said calling him by name he said now Uh, I'm very fond of you and I want to help you and I'm going to take you to the hospital so that we can treat you properly and the boy loosed a torrent of invective upon him that would have done credit to a marine sergeant. I'm fairly sophisticated but I heard words there that I hadn't really come across yet and I felt bad for the dear doctor who was getting this all poured out on him Well the men in the white coats came in and wrapped him in a straitjacket and took him off to the hospital And Of course the, the postscript to that was he did get better and everything's fine But on the way back to where I'd parked my car, I said to the doctor, I am so sorry that 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 young man treated you so terribly. I felt so sorry when he was talking to you that way. He laughed heartily. He said, why, Bob? He said, don't worry about that. I'm very fond of him. He's my patient. I want him to get better. I'm working on getting him better. A lot depends on the point of view, doesn't it? Great peace of they that love thy law. If you're operating according to God's holy word, you're not going to have time to get... Uh, offended at, at what goes on because you got a higher standard and a higher value judgment level. You understand that? The peace that comes through the Word of God. Then there's the peace that comes through keeping your eye on the Lord. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Thy peace. Now he says, They're hid from thine eyes. And we come down to the personal experience. The most personal thing you've got is your is your eyesight. Nobody can see for you. That's, it's, it's, it's particularly your own. And what God would say to us this morning is that Palm Sunday won't mean a thing with all of the, the lovely music that God has provided for us here under the inspired leadership of these who provide it with all of the beauty of a service like this in a sanctuary which for decades has stood for the preaching of the gospel and you feel comfortable here with the people of God with all of that it won't mean a thing unless you yourself have a meeting with Jesus Christ and I mean that not only for those who as yet have never received Christ but for all the rest of us who are believers and who may have been on the way for a long time this Sunday needs to be for every one of us A time when our eyes are open I used to love it when pastor would sing with you open my eyes Lord I want to see Jesus he sang that chorus with you often and often didn't he open my eyes Lord I want to see Jesus now they are hid from thy eyes how do you get to a place where you have a new vision of Jesus number one you confess that you need him number two you commit yourself to him in faith number 3 you uh, become willing to obey what he says to you the revelation of god's possibilities hinges upon obedience many a person would be a victorious christian except that he or she is unwilling to obey god on some matter one of my uh, church attendants back in colleges goes back a, a good ways And the dear brother's in glory now, so I won't embarrass him by telling his story. He got up in prayer meeting one Wednesday night. He said, I have to tell you what the Lord has done for me. So I said, all right, go on, brother. What is it? He said, you know, I used to deliver ice in this town. And he said, most of my customers would leave a dollar bill by the ice box, and I'd put the ice in, take up the dollar bill, and go on. He said, there was one customer that did that, but she had a new dollar bill, and there were two of them stuck together. And I discovered that there were two of them And I thought, boy, I'm in luck And I pocketed it and went on Now he said, Pastor Cook, I've given my heart to the Lord Jesus And, recently, and he said, every time I kneel down to pray That pesky dollar bill comes up before me <laughs> He said, I decided I'd do something about it So I went back to the address and found that the family had moved And so he had to go over to a a town north of there, Itasca or some such town north of where uh, he lived. And he looked up the family, rang the doorbell, and the husband came to the door, who quite understandably wanted to know what this strange man wanted to do with his wife. (laughs) So he had to tell him the whole story. The man said, oh, forget it, it's only a dollar bill. No, he said, it stands between me and the Lord, he said, I... I just, I want to get it straight. So the man called his wife. He had to tell the story all over again. And she said, Oh, forget it. He said, no, he said, I want you to take it because it's been on my conscience. So finally, she took the dollar bill and he went on his way. Now, as he finished telling the story, his face just beamed. He said, Now, he said, I got peace. When I pray, I can get on through to God. No problem. It's taken care of, it's all settled. Well now some of us might say Well that was that was being overly sensitive in your conscience Not so my friend God has a way of dealing with you on so-called little things Little lies Little larcenies uh, Little jealousies Little bitternesses and criticisms Little resentments What did Solomon say? Take us the little foxes that spoil the vines Didn't he? oh how do you make this thing real to you number one admit that you need him number two confess your sins to him and repent of them number three commit your life to him number four take the step of obedience that he's asking you to take and god will open up the way before you amen Amen. now that's simple but it's also profound and it does affect your entire future i pray god that we may obey him today let us bow in prayer